Ugly, Chapter 18, Green is Good By the time I turned 12 and reached grade 8, I'd given up on the idea of playing a competitive team sport. In high school, organized intersport school sports moved from Friday afternoons to Saturdays, but we didn't escape compulsory sports altogether. On Tuesday afternoons, we had to do what the school called health and leisure activities. At the start of the year, we were offered a range of options. I gave it as little thought as possible and chose lawn bowls, a game I'd never played before. I had little idea what it really involved, but at least it had to be better than the made-up misfit sports we had to play in elementary school. On the first Tuesday, we rolled up to the Wynum X Services Bowls Club, located on the waterfront next to the local dump. Dad and I would go to the dump every now and then, and he'd let me scavenge for treasure, junk hunting by the bay. The objective of lawn bowls was simple. Players rolled their ball, a heavy ball you could just barely hold in one hand, so that it ended up as close as possible to a smaller white ball called the jack. This was slightly complicated by the fact that the bowls were designed to curve as they rolled. Games were played on a grass field that was meticulously leveled and maintained so bowls could roll smoothly. Each grain was divided, green was divided into playing strips about 5 yards wide and 32 yards long. Players would stand at one end and roll their bowls toward the jack at the far end. You scored points by having your bowl end up closer to the jack than your opponent's bowls after they'd all been rolled. The game had been around for centuries and had even been banned by an English king in the 1300s because too many people were playing it and neglecting their archery training. As we hopped off our bus, I started to wonder if the old men waiting to help teach us had originally taken up the sport as soon as the ban was lifted. At that time, lawn bowls was seen as a sport for older people, and all the volunteers that day were in their 60s and 70s. They were happy to talk to us young kids and get us on our way to our first game of bowls. Balance was the first problem I encountered. Normally, players would bend both knees and step forward as they released the bowl. My left leg had no knee, so that approach wasn't going to work for me. Instead, I stretched it out to the side and placed my left hand on the ground for extra support. This made it difficult to look up, and most of the time, instead of looking at the jack, I looked down at the ground. I wasn't much good to begin with, but I felt I understood what I had to do to get the bowl where it needed to go, at least in theory. We had a volunteer who taught us the basics, and then we spent another half hour playing in teams. I was captain and was competing against a kid named Sean Luck. Sean was bright, smart, and quick-witted. He was the first kid in the class to be onto a new fad or get a new gadget, and he was very competitive. Sean and I treated our game like the grudge match of the century. Bulls went everywhere, long, short, long, wide, wider. I doubt I got within five feet of the jack, but the weight of that ball made sense in my hand. It felt heavy enough for me to know I could send it down to the other end with force that ne when needed, but light enough that I could deliver it with the finesse it deserved. It felt good, and I won. Rematch next week, Hogue, Sean said. It was not a question. Sure thing, I said. I'll beat you again then, too. I hardly thought about lawn bowls in the intervening week, but by Tuesday I was set to return to the battle. When we arrived, we had a new volunteer trainer. He introduced himself as Frank Plant. Frank was a member of the nearby Wynum Bowls Club, but had come to the neighboring club to help out. We introduced ourselves, ready to get down to business. Sean and I made sure we were together for the rematch, but it wasn't quite that easy. Okay, Frank said. Let's have a look at how you bowl. It's okay, Mr. Plant, I said. We learned all about that last week. We're ready to play now. 
He looked at me for a second, then gave me gave a crooked smile. Robert, isn't it? Frank asked. Yes. First thing, Robert, he said, call me Frank, because that's my name. Okay. Also, we're not going to play right away, he said. You can't learn to bowl in just one week. There's a lot of technique to master. Inwardly, I groaned. Sean shrugged. We both figured, though, that if we knuckled down and pretended to focus on mastering new skills, it would be just like last week. We'd be competing in half an hour. Frank watched a few of the other kids bowl and made some suggestions. Then it was my turn on the mat. Frank looked me over as I turned, took up my unusual stance. I stuck my right leg forward, knee bent, pointed in the direction I wanted the bowl to go. Then I swung my left leg in a big arc and planted almost perpendicular to my right. That meant I was low to the ground and had to arch my back to have enough room to swing my arm and deliver the bowl. That forced me to put my left hand on the ground for stability. I looked like a human spider. The bowl I delivered wobbled out of my hand and came to rest about as far from the jack as possible without ending up in the gutter. I looked up as I delivered the bowl and saw Frank watching intently. Send another bowl down, Robert, he said. I did. The result wasn't much better. Is there a reason you look at the ground when you bowl? Frank asked. Not really, I said. Keep your head up, he said. Keep your eye on where you want the bowl to end up. I craned my neck forward, eyes focused intently on my target, but watching my arms swing forward had become habit, and my head started to drift down again. Eyes up, Frank shouted, just as I was about to let the bowl go. It shot off wildly, wobbling to an off-target finish. Behind me, someone laughed. Try it again, Frank said, and keep your eyes forward. I forced myself to look straight ahead. The bowl left my hand clean and smooth. It rolled and rolled, and I kept watching as it got closer to the jack. It looked as if it was going to land right next to it, but it turned late and overshot the mark by about three feet. Bloody brilliant, Robert, Frank shouted. Frank carried a few more pounds than he probably should have, but it gave his face a jolly look, especially when he'd shout out, Good bowl, or nice shot. The other kids took turn bowl turns bowling, and Frank gave them feedback, too. Some listened, but others didn't care much and just walked up to the mat and hurled the bowl down. We spent the rest of the afternoon making, taking turns delivering bowls with Frank offering suggestions for improvement. It was a big help for me, and I could already feel I was getting a better sense of the basics. About 20 minutes before we had to pack up and return to school, Sean shouted out to Frank, Are we going to have a quick game? We need to have a rematch from last week. Not today, Frank said. There's more practicing to be done. Maybe in a few weeks. Sean turned and looked at me. Well, I don't want this guy next week. But I knew I did. We turned up at the X Services Bulls Club every week and bowl our hearts out for an hour or so before we were packed back onto the bus and sent home. I'd seek out Frank as often as I could for extra coaching, even when other kids were getting straight into a game. One day, Frank pulled me aside. You like playing long bowls, don't you, Robert? He asked. Yep, I said. Would you like to come down to my club on Saturday, maybe meet one of the coaches and be assessed for disabled bowling? I didn't even know there was a special category for disabled bowling. I'd love to, I said. I'll ask my parents about it. Frank gave me a thumbs up. Mom and Dad liked the idea, so the next Saturday we went to Wynum Bowls Club, which was just across the road from the tennis club where Catherine played. I introduced Mom and Dad to Frank, and we set up to bowl. Frank had brought along Peter Reed, one of the club coaches, and they watched me bowl, made suggestions, and chatted to each other for about two hours. Like Frank, Peter was impressed with how I bowled given my stance and my habit of staring at the ground while I delivered my bowls. At the end of the session, Frank and my parents talked. They thanked him for the extra effort he was putting in with me. 
I'm 70 now and didn't have too much to look forward to, he told them. Doing this for Robert has given me a revived interest. Now I was playing lawn bowls every Tuesday and Saturday. The Saturday sessions gradually became more important, with Frank and Peter trying to improve my swing and delivery. My stance remained a problem, though. Even when, with my left leg stretched out beside me and one hand on the ground, I wasn't stable. They decided I needed some sort of support, something that would give me a closer-to-normal stance and provide stability. Frank said he had an idea that would sort it out. A few weeks later, he turned up with a metal stand his son had made especially for me to lean on as I bowled. It was thin, with padding on the bottom so it didn't damage the grass on the green, and almost three feet high. It was an immediate help. I was more stable when delivering a bowl, and it was much easier to keep my eyes focused where they needed to be. After that, there was no stopping me. I turn up for coaching on Saturday mornings and spend hours listening to Frank, refining my technique and trying again and again. Frank would stand ten feet or so in front of me as I delivered a bowl. Each time, he'd scoop the bowl off the ground and roll it back to me. That's good, Robert. Try to keep your arm parallel to your leg, he would say. Good bowl, Robert, but try to lock your elbow and bowl from the shoulder. That's a good bowl, Robert. Now try to release the bowl closer to the ground so it rolls out of your hand smoother. Good bowl, Robert, but don't look at me when you bowl. Look straight ahead to where you want the bowl to end up. That's good, Robert. You gave your wrist a bit of a twist at the end, though, which is why it went off course. Try to lock it steady like your elbow. That's a good bowl, Robert. You've got your wrist locked in place, but now you're bending your elbow again. That was Frank, always with the advice, and always with the, that's a good bowl, Robert. No matter what tweaks he wanted me to make, over and over again, until it started to feel almost unnatural not having the weight of that ball swinging in my hand. Frank would stand for hours in the hot Saturday sun, leaning over so he could get a good look at my stance, sometimes standing in front of me, sometimes behind, sometimes beside, He'd watch intently as I delivered bowl after bowl after bowl. I quickly came to realize all of this work was the price of playing a sport well. It was the price of what I wanted for so long, and I loved it. Our family Saturday morning routine was locked in. After breakfast, we'd go to the butcher, then the fruit and vegetable shop next door. We'd then go to the Wynum Library, where my parents would wait patiently as I wandered among the shelves, hunting for new science fiction novels to read. The rule each week was that I could check out as many books as I could carry in one hand. I had big hands. Then I'd be dropped out to the Bulls Club, where I'd spend a few hours practicing with Frank. On the last Tuesday before the Easter holidays, all the kids who did Bulls headed down to the ex-services club as usual and had our practice. It was good fun and everyone was excited. Holidays were so close you could smell them, like a sizzling sausage on a barbecue. As we were getting ready to leave, I saw Frank having a serious discussion with another volunteer. In fact, they were arguing. I inched a little closer, trying to pretend I wasn't listening. You shouldn't be interfering by taking him for special coaching sessions, the man was saying to Frank. That's rot, Frank said. You're here as a volunteer, and if he was going to get training, it should be here at X Services, not your club. Frank just walked off, and I didn't get to talk to him before we were rounded up and put on the bus to head back to school. When I got home, I told Mom what I'd overheard. She said maybe I should have a think about whether I preferred to play on Tuesday afternoons or Saturday mornings with Frank. That's easy. I'd rather stay with Frank. That evening, Frank phoned to talk to Mom. He relayed a bit more of the argument and said he was very upset. He told Mom he would never go back to the other club. Mom told him she didn't want him to sever his ties with the club on my account, but he said he didn't care. Mom told Frank that as far as she and Dad were concerned, I had their approval to train with him. 
and how any of us spent our free time on weekends was no one else's business. You're clearly very upset about it all, Mom said to Frank. Yes, I am, he said. Well, after Robert told me a bit about what happened this afternoon, I asked him what he wanted to do, and he said he wanted to stay with you, bowling on Saturday mornings. I thought Frank might have been saying an awful lot to Mom on the phone because there was a very long pause, but she told me when she got off the phone that he hadn't said anything for a bit and then replied, Thank you. I'll sleep tonight now. After that, more training. Every month or so, Frank would find another player from Wynum to compete against me. I'd win an individual round every now and then, but not very often. But I got to see firsthand how the experts did it, with Frank looking over my shoulder, giving guidance the whole way. I had been training for 16 months when Frank looked up at me with a smile one day. Robert, he said, I think you're ready. Ready for what, Frank? Well, I've talked to the club, told them about all the training you've been doing, and they've agreed, Frank said. I still didn't know what he was talking about. They've agreed. You can join a team and start playing in competition with the adults, if you think you're ready, Frank said. The stand Frank's son had made for me, all the training I'd done meant I could play in normal competition rather than signing up for disabled bulls. Wow, I said. I was finally getting the chance to compete in a team sport. Do you think you're ready? Frank asked. Absolutely, I said. Frank laughed. Good, he said, and smiled. I've already put your name down for next week.